Hi, this is Kenton Carr, and you're listening to Tenant Rights Advance in California in Shelter Force. Below a banner reading, End Rent Burden, graduate students picketed at the turquoise Sather Gate at the University of California, Berkeley. In late 2022, 48,000 UC system workers went on strike for six weeks to demand better wages and benefits. Rising rents had outpaid wage increases for years. The mass action was the largest higher education strike in U.S. history and the latest large-scale mobilization to address the high cost of living in California. The UC workers won an increase in their nine-month base salary from $23,250 to $34,000, or $36,500 at UCLA, Berkeley, and UCSF, to be phased in by October 2024. But more ambitious demands, like a cost of living adjustment, or what's referred to as a COLA, which would link future wages to rent burden, were conceded. It's not the first time student grievances have intersected with the housing crisis. In fact, COLA served as a cornerstone demand in a wildcat strike initiated by UC Santa Cruz students in 2020. At the time, a collection of UCSC graduate students and faculty created a rent burden calculator to illustrate the gap between salaries and rents. Violent repression by UCPD led to nationwide media attention, expanding the strike to five other campuses. However, the strike faded with the onset of COVID-19. Over the past decade, I have tracked a range of new actors and strategies within the housing justice movement and their effects on housing policy in the United States and Germany. The recent mobilization of UC graduate and postdoctoral workers, part of the renter class, serves as an additional evidence of the growing tenant power. Despite this win, in January 2023, the UC system announced plans to invest $4 billion into a corporate landlord, the Blackstone Real Estate Investment Trust Incorporated, or BREIT. We consider BREIT to be one of the best-positioned, large-scale real estate portfolios in the U.S., said CIO Jagdeep Singh Bikar. The huge investment cements the UC's bifurcated role as both a public university and a corporate landlord. The UC workers aren't alone in their struggle against the rent burden. Before the pandemic, half of California renters spent more than 30% of their income on rent, according to the California Budget and Policy Center. In early 2022, 33% of tenants surveyed said that they either make late payments or feel unprepared for their upcoming rental bills. These figures are significantly higher for Black and Latinx families. Nationally, over 19 million households were rent burdened between 2017 and 2021, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. 
A new politics of housing has emerged since the Great Recession, with increased tension between tenant coalitions and corporate landlords. Tenants have developed hundreds of tenant rights organizations to pressure policymakers, to enact rental protections and build more affordable housing. National news coverage of the movement is also growing. New York Times reporter Connor Daugherty wrote that a rent revolution is coming. Shelter Force published a series, Tenant Power Returns, covering the resurgent tenant movement. In October 2022, California Assembly members Matt Haney of San Francisco, Isaac Bryan of Los Angeles, and Alex Lee of South Bay announced the launch of a Renters Caucus, a political alliance to advance the interests of the 44% of Californians who rent yet remain underrepresented in Sacramento. In the California State Legislature, only four members of the Assembly or Senate rent their homes out of 120. According to Cal Matters, at least 30 of their colleagues are landlords. Isaac Bryan said on KQED's forum, landlords are getting creative and the legislators have to get equally creative in making sure that the housing landscape remains affordable and equitable. The assembly members plan to address statewide rent burden and vulnerability to evictions and improve access to rental assistance and protections. One example of the caucus's planned policies is creating a rent registry to document landlord information and prices, allowing for easier enforcement of existing renter protections, like the 2019 anti-rent gouging law, AB 1482. The mass student strike and renters caucus demonstrate two recent manifestations of political power. Historically, tenants have changed policy through a range of channels. In 1977, renters in the Golden State created the California Housing Action and Information Network, or CHAIN, during a protest wave that led to rent stabilization expansions in Los Angeles, 1978, and San Francisco in 1979. CHAIN became defunct, however, in the mid-1980s, when President Ronald Reagan cut its funding source. For years thereafter, landlords had the upper hand. In 1985, the California legislature passed the Ellis Act, allowing landlords to evict tenants when they chose to leave the rental business. And in 1995, Costa Hawkins, restricting how cities can regulate rental housing. After the onset of the Great Recession, tenant activists picked up where Chain left off, establishing new statewide coalitions like Tenants Together in 2008, the Alliance of the Californians for Community Empowerment, or ACE Action in 2010, the Residents United Network in 2014, and Housing Now in 2017. California renters also benefited from a major nonprofit ally in the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, or AHF, which poured $65 million into advancing two bills on the ballot aimed at reforming Costa Hawkins. Proposition 10 in 2018 
and Proposition 21 in 2020. AHF allied with key grassroots tenant groups across the state, like ACE and the Eviction Defense Network. Despite 60% of polled Californians favoring rent control, both proposals were soundly defeated after an advertising blizzard funded by $134 million in contributions, largely from landlords. Tenants have faced similarly high hurdles in the legislature. In 2021, the Tenderloin Housing Clinic in San Francisco and the Coalition for Economic Survival in Los Angeles lobbied for AB 854, a bill to reform the Ellis Act, which has been exploited in recent years by corporate speculators who are buying and flipping properties. The bill survived a housing committee vote, only to die on the assembly floor. In cities across the state, tenant unions have also grown in numbers. In Los Angeles, newer groups like the LA Tenants Union, Ground Game LA, and DSA LA complement older groups like LA Community Action Network and Union de Vecinos. Two years ago, Ground Game organizers recruited a pro-tenant candidate, Nithya Raman, for Los Angeles City Council. She won, although since she has faced hardships. This year, Raman helped negotiate an ordinance that increases the number of homes covered by the city's rent stabilization ordinance. Despite opposition from organized landlord interest groups, the 2022 midterm election demonstrated that tenant power is continuing to grow across the country. In Los Angeles County, tenants won two measures. United to House LA helped pass a new mansion tax on sellers of properties sold for over $5 million that could raise up to $1.1 billion annually to finance affordable housing efforts. Pasadena voters also passed new rent controls and just cause eviction protections. Tenant voters in LA helped elect pro-tenant council members Eunices Hernandez and Hugo Soto Martinez and controller Kenneth Mija. Will the new renter advances tip the scales? Perhaps not immediately, but the growing power of tenants from the streets to the state house will give them a better fighting chance. Thanks for listening. For more stories like this, go to shelterforce.org.